Do you like scary movies? Sometimes. What's your favorite? Is this the start of the episode? I guess so. Oh. (laughs) I do like scary movies. I like a psychological thriller. Same. More than like a paranormal activity or a blood and gore. Like I don't like the Saw movies. I don't like haunting on like fucking Hill House or whatever those things are called. (laughs) But I like something. Everyone has lesbians. (laughs) Oh, well, that's good. But it's not, it's not for me. Um, I like something more like, um, I, I really like 90s psychological mm. thrillers, like What Lies Beneath or Panic Room, like that sort of thing. That gets me going. Panic Room is not the 90s. Is it not? What is it? No. Panic Kristen Room? Stewart's at least like 15 in it. Oh, like early 2000s. Yeah. But like all of get that. It, get it straight. Of, yeah, yeah. No, I get, I get what you mean. Sorry like, to insult re- your and, queen. And like Red Eye. Yes, like those I can get behind. I'm into it. I'm invested. I'm on the edge of my sheet. But you, you've yeah. always loved the, the scary things I love in life, scary don't things. You? I don't like gory things except for Saw. I love the Saw movies. Do you really? Um, mm-hmm. I spe- the first one in particular. The, by the third one, I was kind of like, okay, like I'm over this. But um, right. I love psychological thrillers. I love hauntings, like paranormal shit. Um, I just don't love seeing like I even I was watching. Oh, we started Pose. Um, oh, yeah. we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but so we, fucking good. Yeah, when they were putting there was like a sh- someone getting a shot or like getting blood taken, and even just a needle going into an arm. I'm like, <gasps> I know that's so funny. But then you're um, like, I will watch somebody get brutally massacred. <laughs> but I don't. I don't like the gory bits of movies. Mm. It's like. I like to hear about it, but, like, I don't want to see it. You know? I, I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah I don't um, I don't want to see it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to talk about mm-hmm. it. Well, thanks, guys, for coming out today. Um, I'm Katie. I'm Tess. And this is The Cool Girls. And today is our little cool girls. Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> that was live, guys. I was just waiting for waiting for it. Um, yeah, you know, Halloween is my favorite holiday. Is it? Yeah. Always has been. Might not always will be, but, you know, this year it's going to be a little bit different. Um, usually we do something kind of big. Like last year we went to a club. Club? VIP table? VIP table, where unbeknownst to us, we had to pay $100 per person. Um but that's a whole other story. <laughs> I threw my wig on the street at the end of the night. Mm. No, um, you put it on a fire hydrant. Oh, I thought I thought I threw it. Nope, you put it on top of the fire hydrant. Okay. Katie and I were um, we did a couple's costume last year. We we did Pulp Fiction, and it was honestly a crowd pleaser. Honestly, I've never felt hotter in my entire life. <laughs> Katie was John Travolta, and <laughs> she looked incredible. Your your cheekbones, your bone structure. Thank Chef's you so kiss. Much. And honestly, I looked really cute with dark, dark hair for my Uma Thurman wig. And that kind of inspired me to go dark. Yeah. And I'm so glad you did. Because Thank you so much. Because hot. Like, right now you have a beanie on, a sweatshirt. I'm like, mm, I kind of want to kiss you. Oh, really? I appreciate that. Okay. So you're a cruel witch. Treat me like a fool witch. Breaking all the rules, witch. Guess you're just a tool, bitch. But I'm a true witch. Candles, hex, and broomsticks. And water into bruises. Might seduce your boo quick. <laughs>
bruh. Today, for you, um, we asked our listeners to send in some spooky dating stories. Um, And so we have a collection of these to read for you, and we are very excited. We haven't haven't really pre-read them yet, so... No, yeah, this this, this will be interesting. (laughs) Seems like, from what I've read, it seems like it's a variety of, of stories that everyone wanted to share with us. So we appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. Here we go. Take I'll it away. start. So this first one is from Angel, and it says, Help, I'm being haunted. A few years back after a breakup, I was out at the bar minding my own business and having a good time with my friends. I was dancing when I felt the eerie heaviness of someone staring at me. I scanned the room and was met with the piercing gaze of a tall, lanky, curly-haired 21-year-old. He made his way across the room to convince me that he was my twin flame and that he had met me in another life. Okay. Hmm. Now, as a grown-ass woman, I have no business dealing with a 21-year-old, but I figured I could use some fun. <laughs> hey. Hey, sure. We get it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had never had a one-night stand and I wanted to live my best single life. So I brought him home with me to test out his twin flame theory. Things went wrong at the onset of foreplay. We were making out and he kept banging his teeth into my lips. Amateur. That is amateur. Also, I forgot to ask the very important question. Are you allergic to cats? Apparently he was very allergic to cats and I have four. Midway through his attempts to thrust me with a soft worm, he had to... (laughs) He had to stop because he had broken out in swollen, itchy hives all over his body. To make things even more awkward, he asked a shower to soothe his hives. Great, now there's a stranger in my shower. Spooky. Tessa's, Tessa's hand has been over her mouth this whole time. Oh my god. Um, since I'm a nice witch and not an evil <laughs> witch, I offered him a ride home. I thought the night couldn't get any more awkward, but I was wrong. He takes my aux cord and plays an instrumental as he proceeds to rap and then ask me for feedback after. I thought I was being fucking punked. I figured I'd get away with never speaking to him again. I never responded to his text messages after that day, but a few months later he found me on Instagram. He now periodically sends me poems that he writes about me and my sex demons under my pictures. I should probably block him, but the poetry is actually pretty good. He once offered to pay me to teach him how to have sex. <laughs> it was simultaneously flattering and insulty, but creepy either way. I declined for the record. I've also randomly seen him at protests in other public places. He normally just looks at me from a distance while... Uh, <laughs> he normally just looks at me from a distance while I pretend to have no idea who he is. I'm being haunted by a one-night stand gone wrong, and I can't think of anything spookier. And then and then she sent... Um, oh, my God. Screenshots of these Instagram DMs. Uh, so there's, like, a picture of her looking all cute, like, sultry, whatever. And he DMs her with a screenshot of it saying, Fatal frame. Exhibit sex demon number one, the seductress. Your eyes are the flint that spark flames in my soul. The way you cast your eyes at the camera, as even with the precision you grasp the soul of any onlookers. It's comforting. You flaunt your sex so gently and effortlessly. 
Ooh. Right? <clears throat> and then Jesus like another Christ. picture of her. What? Oh, uh, it says Ooh. exhibit sex demon number two. The femme fatale. Beware all of those who you love. You have the power to break a heart and heal it. You don't feel remorse for those that crossed you. It's sharp and your execution is leaves a, in a sting. Uh, guy, edit, edit your thing before you send it to a girl. Truly. Proofread. In their minds, they forever wonder your role in good slash evil. And then I think she was being nice because she just hearted it. And he hearted it also. His own message. That's that's not necessary. That that's like, ha- the most haunting have you ever thing. have you ever um, of, of it had, all like a one night stand and then seen them from a distance and it like literally feels like they're haunting you a little. I don't or think so. Or not a one actually. night stand, just an ex. But I haven't really had like. Uh, yes, I've definitely felt haunted by an ex. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, this isn't about us, is it? That could be a whole other episode. Uh. <laughs> well, Angel, thank you for sharing. That is truly. The best way to get the spooky episodes started, because it sure is. You know, we've all we've all been there, just wanting some loving from <laughs> maybe a young boy. <laughs> and I'm sorry it didn't work out for you. Uh, all right, you're next. Okay. So next we have a story from Bailey. Bailey says, "Hey Tess and Katie, love the pod." Not sure if this qualifies as spooky necessarily, but this date sure haunts me. This was back in high school. This boy had a crush on me for over a year, kept asking me out, and after several rejections, I decided to give him a chance. Somehow, I felt bad enough for him to go on a pity date with him to the movies. He picks me up, and turns out he had brought a friend with him, which was very, very random. (laughs) Then he told me they had coupons for Reese's Cups at the theater and didn't bring cash, so I was stuck paying for all three tickets. And the movie he chose for us to see, well, Juno. Great movie, but not for a pity date. That is true. I could see that. I remember halfway through the movie, he slowly starts inching closer and closer to me. He acts like his hand was a spider crawling up my arm and laid his clammy hand on my hand, and I was not into this at all. Then he proceeds to put his head on my shoulder. Thank God he didn't try to kiss me, but I spent the entirety of Juno very uncomfortable and awkward. And his friend spent most of the movie watching us. The whole situation was unfortunate and awkward. And this was the last time I went on a pity date. Oof. Yeah. You you know, I can imagine it's... You know how sometimes, especially like at a movie, if you're on kind of a first date or like whatever with someone and you're sitting next to each other watching this thing and you can feel the tension between your hands and like your fingers Mm -hmm. start to touch each other and you start to like almost hold hands or like it's just that nice tension. Totally. And like... This boy missed the fact that there was no tension. That, yes. That was not something that was called for. And I can just, oh, I'm cringing thinking about it. Oh, there's not, there is nothing worse than, well, A, a pity date, and then also a pity date at the movies because there's just so many expectations. True. Essentially, you can just hold hands and snuggle. And if you don't want to do that, then it's just you have an hour and a half of sitting next to this person, like, feeling that. <laughs> so, Bailey, I'm sorry about that. And now... I know that you're happily married, so you can look back on that and just laugh and laugh. Laugh and laugh and laugh. Um, cool. So this next one is from my girlfriend. Ooh. Um, she goes, <laughs> she goes, hi, Tess and Katie. I just want to say I love your podcast so much. Thank you, T. Thanks, T. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my spooky story for episode 13. Uh, Once upon a time, a so-called friend set me up on a blind date. 
She said she had a cute friend she thought I would be interested in and gave me her number. We did the chit-chat thing through text. Finally, I asked her out on a date. By this point, we have not exchanged any form of social media, so I was truly going in blind. I pull up to this girl's apartment and shot her a text. As I wait patiently in my car, I look to my left and I see a girl standing there. Man, I don't want to sound like a shallow, but this girl... How do I even paint a picture for you? She stood there... (laughs) She stood there about five foot nothing. Her once blue jeans now faded down the thighs in a light brown dingy... Dinge. A pink spaghetti strap shirt covered in lint pills. And... (laughs) (laughs) And do you remember those DC sneakers kids were wearing in high school? Yeah, she was wearing them too. We caught eye contact before I had a chance to pull off and give her some sorry excuse about how I got stuck at work or had a family emergency. Girl, if you're there, you're not stuck at work. Oh, T. This couldn't be my date. Where do we even go? What do we do? I pulled around the corner into a Dunkin' drive-thru. I ordered us both coffee. Of course, she gets her iced extra extra with a caramel swirl. My New England people would know what I mean. I mean, it's like the trashiest drink you could get. It's only sugar. It's not actually coffee. Mm. And Um, caramel. Caramel. Um, I pulled back onto her street, told her I was tired, and would text her another time. Yikes. Yikes. So her date literally consisted of picking her up, going through through Dunkin' drive-thru, and then going back to her house and that. That is amazing and also haunting. Also haunting. And also, I can't... Like, that's a pretty bad excuse um, to to get coffee and then say you're tired. That's true. Like, maybe you should have said that it would give you the shits or something. You're like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, man, I'm going to diarrhea myself. Exactly. Coffee. That happens every time. I always forget, right? (laughs) All right. Your turn. Okay. Um, Next we have a story from Claire. Mm, Okay. Here we go. Hey, cool girls. Since it's spooky season, I'm writing in about a monster I once dated. Let's dive right in. I was dating dating this guy when I was 19, and it was my first adult relationship. I put adults in quotes because, well, 19. We had been dating for about four months at this point, and we were in deep. Not to mention, I lost my virginity to this guy, aka I immediately planned my life with him. Ah, to be young and naive. Speaking of naive, I was not aware that, as women, we have to pee after having sex. Where was that in sex ed? Probably in the section that the patriarchy decided to leave out along with healthy, safe sex and women's masturbation, but I digress. One day, I developed a UTI, and instead of doing something about it, I let it slide and played the game of letting nature take its course. Cut to the day before Thanksgiving. I started to feel extremely ill, like the worst version of the flu, along with an aching pain in my side. So that night I tried to get some rest, hoping that this was just a 24-hour bug because the next day was Thanksgiving, a favorite of mine, and we were to spend it together at his friend's house, who happens to be an A-list celebrity, (laughs) as well as all of her other A-list pals. I guess I should mention he was an up-and-coming British musician at the time, and now, annoyingly, he is everywhere you look, and his songs are playing in every CVS you walk into. (laughs) Haunting, to say the least. I awoke in the middle of the night, knowing that I was past the point of this being a 24-hour bug. I knew I needed to go to the ER. 
So I hopped in my Toyota Corolla, doubled over in pain, and drove to Cedars. Where was the boyfriend, you ask? Oh, he was at a party that night that he really wanted to go to, but was hoping I felt better and would see me in the morning. Ladies, let's be aware of these red flags when we see them. (laughs) Cut to me alone in the ER. Well, that's not true. There was a woman next to me who had cut off the tip of her finger, prepping for Thanksgiving. Classic. I had been diagnosed with a very serious kidney infection and was giving morphine to help subdue the pain. I've been trying to get a hold of said boyfriend the entire time with no luck. Finally, around 9 a.m., he shows up and gets the rundown. I am still hooked up to an IV as he says, so when can we go? Oh, I'm sorry. Is this an inconvenience to you? I was shocked to say the least, but I was under his spell. Mm, Trying to keep in the spooky theme. And just thought, well, (laughs) he must just be excited for his first American Thanksgiving. Don't be fooled by the accents. They're just talking. I'm released (laughs) from the ER on multiple pain meds and more for the weekend ahead. Now this boyfriend asked what my plan was because he was still going to Malibu. Malibu. For this cozy A-list feast I mentioned earlier. Well, I didn't want to be alone on Thanksgiving, and I just wanted to spend time with my boyfriend. So in my 19-year-old pain med state, I said, I would love to go with you still, and I'll be fine. Cut to me sitting at a table, still in pain, drugged out of my mind, when he talks about when when he talks about all that I love watching the evenings. Sorry, when he talks all about how I love watching the evenings host show every Thanksgiving. She wasn't impressed. I was half alive. So much to be thankful for. I reached my limit in the middle of dinner and had to go lay down in the bedroom. I was awoken to a very famous man with his child trying to find the bathroom. I was still on a different planet on pain meds, and I'm sure the horrified child... I'm sure I horrified the child as I scurried out to find a different bathroom. Now this day continued into a horror of a weekend as I was soon dumped by said boyfriend. Apparently, me getting sick and him worrying about caring for me was too much for him to handle. Too much for this little ogre to handle. I'm sorry. (laughs) I misread. Damn. How can he focus in the studio when he has to worry about me? I'm sure you're hearing this and thinking, what a horrible guy. And you're right. It was horrible. And I was 19 and didn't know what I deserved. But I learned very quickly that I deserved much more than this bullshit. So what can we learn from these spooky stories? Eat garlic to keep the vampires away. A circle of salt wards off wishes. And stay away from British musicians with bad hair. (laughs) I love that. Who does everyone think these people are? DM us and um, (laughs) winner winner gets gets to go on a date with this guy. Whoa. (laughs) Win a date with beep beep. (laughs) I fucking love that story so much. God, it's so fucking good. Oh, man. Okay. So this one is from Amanda. Amanda. Okay, so I met a girl the first day on campus who wanted me to go to a frat party with her. I reluctantly went because as far as I heard, frat boys were trash. (laughs) LOL. It's true. Uh, No, my brothers were both frat. Um, well, I stepped into the party and there was this super hot guy across the room. We went over there. uh, We went over and grabbed a beer and I turned to my friend and say, do you see that guy over there? I'm going to marry him one day. She told me to just drink my beer and thought I was batshit crazy, but she didn't drop me as a friend. And well, here we are 12 years later. 
That girl, Emily, is one of my very best friends. We pledged a sorority together and are still extremely close. And that guy is my husband, and we have two kids together. Wow. Um, That's like a cute spooky. It's a cute spooky. She was a little psychic. A little bit psychic. She looked into the, what's it called? The crystal ball. The crystal ball and predicted her future. Isn't it wild, though, like, when you do have so- – I mean, it's – you sometimes have gut feelings, like, I'm going to be with the – like, that. that's my soulmate over there, and, like, maybe it feels it for a little, and then it goes away. But then when it does actually work out, you're like, wow, that, that was good. No, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I guess that kind of goes into, like, love at first sight. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I saw my ex, who ended up being a monster, yeah. but saw her across the bar, and I was like – her, you know, it's just like her, and then like you end up with that person somehow, and it's ha- it happened in high school a couple times. So it's like her, yeah, you know, yeah. I felt that. I think once, yeah, with my ex who I lived with, that like the first time I met him, which was a Halloween party actually, um, that I just was like the moment I walked in, I was like, oh, I'm like obsessed with him, <laughs> and I haven't even talked to him. Like it just was a very intense pull. Yeah. So we have our final story by Hannah. And Hannah says, The year after college, my best friend was dating this guy who invited us to his house for a barbecue. It was just the two of us and then a house full of six guys who were, re- who were ready to get rowdy. As the night progressed, I laid my eyes on a hot guy who was fondly referred to as Krita. Still no idea what his actual name is, and it's probably for the best. We started flirting and drinking together, and then I pulled out my best line, show me your unfinished basement, so we could get away from the party to make out. My friend and her guy were ready to head out, but I, coming off of a dry spell, was committed to getting it in. We went into his room, which he had been sleeping in, which he hadn't been sleeping in because of a broken window, so we had to move his mattress from the wall to the floor so we could lay upon it. The hookup itself is blurry and was messy. At one point, he tried to put on my pants. Who can say? We passed out after hooking up for about three hours. I woke up shivering in the middle of the night. And after getting a good look at the room, flimsy trash bag taped over broken window, bare mattress in the middle of the room, I decided I'd be more comfortable going home and sleeping in my own bed. I called an Uber that was 20 minutes away, and I'd hope I'd make it home with 5% battery. It didn't. It died. Just kidding. I made it home. Happy that I had hooked up with a hot new guy. Maybe this would become a consistent hookup buddy. It did not. It ended abruptly one day after I texted him saying, you should fuck me this week, smiley emoji, after failed attempts to hang out a few days prior. I received his text in the car on my way to Raging Waters with my friends. Hey, I'm not really looking for anything right now. The other night was a mistake. When I mentioned this to the guy my friend was seeing, who I met Krita through, he mentioned that he, that they had talked and he didn't even remember hooking up with me that night. <gasps> I, I guess we'll always have that broken window. <laughs> <gasps> oh, no. Uh, and I, I am proud to say that I was there. I was that, I was that friend. I was that friend. You're like, and I'm Krita. I'm Krita. <laughs> And I don't remember hooking up with you, Hannah, but I wish I had. Um, but no, this was very funny to watch that whole thing transpire. Um, and 
my favorite was going down to the basement to find them at one point. Um, and they were like making out like by like almost like engulfed in that. What's it called? That pink insulation. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was like, this just doesn't seem like it's going to end well. <laughs> and like, please come up from the basement. You can do that any in any other room. But bless her. Bless her. Bless you. Bless us all. Bless us all. Bless us all. Um, Yeah, so to wrap it up, do you have any spooky dating stories, Tess? How much time do we got? (laughs) Well, I've already said my my go-to is always the catfishing one, but I've said that in other episodes. Um, Oh. But um, I don't know. I mean... I guess something spooky I always which sends a shiver down my spine is that time I went through that phase of all those guys telling me that they were in trouble. Oh, that was fucking hilarious. I wrote I wrote a short after that. Based yeah, that. there was like fall 3 years ago. I was just trying to date and like I wasn't really seeing anyone. I had just been through a breakup, but I had like hung out a couple times with this guy and then made out with this other guy a few nights later and both of them told me at some point either like in the middle of kissing and like pulling away from me and just staring at me just being like oh man I'm in trouble and it just it it's just such a weird term and it's like what does it even really mean and uh me Tess a friend and a friend and and I know there's just me and Tess and a friend we had gone to this guy's house that Tess had gone on a couple dates with and she's like you can meet him like blah 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 and I got there and I was like what Tess (laughs) and as soon as Tess left to go to the bathroom he turned to me and he's like oh man that Tess I'm really in trouble oh I was like it feels like a gross line from like the 80s that you never really want to hear and yeah. it just kept happening over and over. And I was like, what's going on? And then I read it in a book. Remember? Uh, I, like, right. Like, I was like, why is this everywhere right now? Yeah, that's that's kind of icky. Mm, it was a little spooky. What about me? Do I have any? One time in um, when I was living in Ireland for study abroad, I went, I had a, it's like my only like real, uh, no, not anymore, but real true one night stand. It was my first one night stand ever. I went to a gay bar and just started like making out with this girl uh this and ended up getting so 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 drunk so drunk the next morning i had to go on a hike so i had to like kick her out of my dorm room went on a hike i was so hungover um and i did not really remember the night before very well and i knew she was gross she was texting me she would only use like she'd be like w-a-t capital and then like capital u for you like and she 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 was like the trashy irish girl who just uses all this like weird irish slang Mm. and really condensed lettering and like uppercase lowercase that sort of a thing and i was like what is happening and um i ended up deleting her off of facebook like not long after that and maybe Two months after that, I get a message from her on Facebook, even though I had, had deleted her, being like, like, how dare you do this? You don't got to treat a girl like this. Oh like, I understand you? if you didn't want to talk to me again, but you didn't have to treat me like this. I'm like, what is happening? Like, we, li- I've seen you once 
uh, she was texting me and I was like, she wanted to hang out and I kept saying no. And then I just deleted her and she was like, how dare you treat me like this? I was like, oh, oh God. Spooky. No, that is spooky. Um, yeah, I guess. Well, the other night I went on a date and he picked me up in, um, in a van, like a, um, <laughs> like a 1991 BMW sleeper van. Oh. Um, and so as the night progressed, we went out to dinner and then we were in his van and went to the beach. Um, but he had quoted something during dinner. You were living your best West Side life right I now. I really was. <laughs> And he quoted something during dinner, and he's like, what movie is that from? Wait, why am I forgetting? It sounded familiar to me, too. And we're like, I don't know. We were just, like, kept eating. And he's like, oh, it's from Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> and he was like, probably something I shouldn't say as I'm picking up a girl an hour away from her home in a, in a van and the sun is setting. And I was like, yeah, probably not. And so then we proceeded to talk about if he were to kill me, how he would have killed me. <laughs> and then I, how I would have killed him. If it, if it, <laughs> If, if he didn't get me first. So that was fun. <laughs> I think I'm in love. Honestly, that's like, I couldn't think of a better like date conversation. Yeah, no, it was so fun. Oh. Yeah. People can't tell if you're being sarcastic right now, but she's not being sarcastic. No, I literally had like the best date ever. <laughs> I'm on cloud nine right now. <laughs> For once. No. You've heard, you heard it here. Happier. I know. You heard it here first. I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Well, yeah. hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys. Um, And have a safe Halloween. Safe Halloween. You know, if you choose an outfit that has a mask naturally, that's really cool. That is really cool. You know, keep your keep your party small. Mm-hmm. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. And eat some candy corn. Um, cool. Well, follow us at Cool Girls Podcast. Um, rate, review, subscribe. And uh, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Bye-bye. X-O, X-O. Cool. Cool girls. Because I'm a cool bitch. I can't wait for that. <laughs> Bruh.